Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin. And Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be asking the question if certain size deals spread risk. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Price.com. Price is a powerful online web application that simplifies the acquisition process for real estate direct mail marketing campaigns. Price provides research tools and enables you to identify locations to mail, price your data, analyze over 1 million comps, pull owner records, and scrub your data to produce a ready to mail campaign list. So head on over to price.com forward slash casual Fridays REI to start your seven day free trial and get discounted prices today. That's P R Y C D dot com forward slash casual Fridays REI. Hey man, what's up? What's going on? Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. We've made it another week. I made it back from Miami. All is right in the world. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen on a trip to Miami. You don't. You're going to get like party too hard. And especially <laughs> at your age, you have to watch that. So, Well, I, I did feel like maybe I did overdo it on Saturday. We rented a day bed and drank a lot of this fruity drinks. They had these, what they called, we're at the Lowe's, which is a really nice resort on South Beach. And they have these really nice drinks called Bucket O Booze. I mean, kind of self-explanatory of what that is. And we had... I had a couple strawberry, vodka, lemonade, frozen drinks because you're in the tropics, right? You have a tropical it's drink. very fitting for you. Uh, dude, it was so good tasting. I had three and a half of them. So I had three and a half buckets. Jessica had three and a half buckets. And then my stomach exploded. Like, we don't need to get in that. No, you like, already went in that detail for me. No, I'm just saying like, to... like my stomach, like the size, like it just mm. swole. And it had so much pressure that I couldn't eat at dinner. And then you know the rest of the story, how that goes. But yeah, getting older, getting getting wiser. I think I should be getting wiser, and I shouldn't be doing that That's stuff right. as much. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Other than that, though, I'm glad it was a good trip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you had the Price commercial on there. Have you been on Price lately with the geotagging, the, the geotags that they're doing on these comps? And that, I, I like, when we, when we started working with them back in June or July— like I had this feeling that we were we were we were making a good partnership with some people and they were going to get the right things in place. They are so close to a like a breakthrough that's going to just blow everybody's mind if they can figure this out. And I'm not putting any pressure on them because I've already had the conversation with them and and I know they're working on it. When they can tag the geotagging to each individual APN as it goes through, it's going to be wicked cool what they can do with these properties. Wicked cool. Wicked cool. <laughs> Who are you? I know, man. It's <laughs> it, it it gets me excited. And I hadn't I when I got on the other day, I was like. Come on, guys. I don't want to watch the YouTube video. I need to go do something real fast. And just seeing what the, the enhancements they've made over the last month, month and a half, is just incredible. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, that's one of my favorite things about them is how much they work. So yep. I'm happy to be partnered with them. And this wasn't meant to be a commercial for them. But if <laughs> no, you are no. still deciding on what to do, go get them. Go yeah, no, by no means is it meant to be a commercial. We're just giving credit where credit is due. So, you know, as we go through this, we, we do get people from different industries, different walks of life, different experiences. And we have people ask like, you know, I just want to do certain size deals and a hundred thousand dollar deals. I only want to make a hundred million dollars a deal. And you know, we, today's topic is do certain size deals spread risk. And yeah, they do. I mean, it almost seems kind of obvious, right? Well, yeah. So, and, and I guess this comes from, I have a guy that I'm doing some one-on-one coaching with and he, uh, he's a, 
he's been in real estate on and off um, for years. He's out of Chicago. He just moved to Texas, and he he's brought up the question. He's like, well, hey, I, I, I'm really not turned on by $5,000 deals. Like, it just doesn't do it to me. It doesn't move the needle on my day-to-day basis. And I said, okay, well, you know, we just did adjust what your business looks like and what your range is going to be. But he came, he came into the office and we were sitting there and we were going through the different types of deals and seeing the range. And we talk about averages a lot. And we talk about the bass boat property, you know, Hey, I'm going to buy for 15 and sell for 40 or 50. And you know, you get all your connect cost out of there and you, you're making 120, 130%, 140% on your money. You know, when you talk about those returns in that way, it's like, Oh, well that makes sense. I can do one of those a week or one, one or two of those a week, or I do one a day. I do one a month and life's a little bit different because you're making 10 to $15,000 a deal. But you know, it's when you have operating costs that come out every month and you have stuff that has to happen, you have to continually bring in cash flow of some sort, whether it's an injection of cash from a sell or terms deals or whatever that looks like. Uh, I mean, that's why I'm constantly preaching. Even if you hate terms, you should go have enough to cover your monthly yep. bills. Yeah. And the great thing about land is, or our land niche is that it doesn't cost a lot of money to run it every month. No. I mean, you can run it very bare bones. Like I've got Pat live. I've got a Craigslist guy. I've got, Mm-hmm. my gis stuff mm-hmm. if i'm not let's take mail out right mm-hmm. that's under mm-hmm. under 400 bucks or something like that yeah you got and so you throw in lands and you throw in some other little softwares for counties and stuff that you have to pay for but no no yeah i mean realistically you're if you decided to run a thousand pieces of mail a month would we figure that up with using our system you're like seven eight hundred bucks a month to run your business are you including everything yeah, yeah. that's including mail and data yeah yeah if you so, mailed every month yeah yeah so anyway you can either build that up by cash flow or just do smaller deals, right? No one, once you've been doing this long enough, over a year, I'll guess, I'll guesstimate, like mm-hmm. the $5,000 profit deals don't excite you anymore. No, like I, I look at them, like I look at Desert Squares and I'm like, man, that's cool. I bought it for four and I sold it for 4500 and I sold it for 10 It's cool, but it doesn't get me like worked up. But when I put everything in the bucket at the end of the year, it all it all fills into the, you know, the, the net income or the the net return. I think the desert squares are harder to do because they're harder to sell. You have to sell them. Yeah. Because you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not as simple as every case as just posting it on lands and then it'll sell. Right. That's where our be, uh, be everywhere comes from is Mm -hmm. like to sell those, you literally got to be everywhere. Yeah. And I'm the world's worst at that. Like if I get something back or I pick up one of those, I am the world's worst at just throwing it on my lands account and just letting it sit there. I occasionally I'll boost a post on Facebook for it, but I do not get aggressive in that because I don't want to field those calls and I don't want to field those messages. That's why I love like when I work in certain areas, I'm like, I call my realtor first there. Hey Liz, can you work this County? Can you work this County? I think she's probably worked 10 counties for me that she probably normally doesn't work, but she just knows how I do business and she likes working with me. Mm -hmm. She does take listings that are far cheaper than any realtor I know would take. Yeah. And I that's got to be because of the relationship. I th- yeah, and I think she does that for us and our clients because I, I I had somebody tell me the other day she must be too busy right now because I, I had f- I think I have five or six listings with her right now and two more on deck, and she, you know, she, the guy, he, she's like, hey, I can't get you right now. It's gonna be a little bit because somebody called. So I thought that was kind of funny, mm-hmm. but and you you can sp- still do like the deals where you're making fifty hundred thousand, but if you're expecting, I'm just kind of switching to the because yeah. we were just talking about the smaller ones, but. Mm-hmm. You got to have some, uh, in my opinion, another way to bring income in to consistently pay the bills, right? Yeah, if, you, if you're if you at that point. Now, there's some clients that are going to have, you know, a million bucks in the bank, and they don't need that money mm-hmm. to live off. So they can they can live until that deal moves. But for the most of us, 
in the world of that we live in today, just looking at statistics, if we go to bank.com and look at everything that they have there, most people can't. And so there's got to be a way to consistently churn that in that machine. So in my mind, if I need to hold $100,000 in inventory, and I know that every 90 to 120 days, I'm going to make 120% of that. So that means I'm making 120 about every, you know, a third of the year. And it's is it better to have that 100000 on one deal, hoping that it's going to make 220 back? Or is it better to have it on 10 10s or, or fives, and, you know, and split that up amongst that, just mix and match in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly. It all, I guess the big point here depends on how much money you got in the bank or coming in every month. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there's not a one size fits all for everybody. And that's the, that's the thing is everybody wants a blanket statement for this is the right way to do it. I'm telling you there's, there is multiple right ways to do this. Actually, one of the questions I hate the most when I'm talking to new people is, well, if I do this, this way, and I do it consistently for this amount of time, how much money can I make? And what kind of deals will I do? And like, Mm -hmm. how often will the money come in? And like, do I care? I, I, can, I, I tell you from my experience, I do but too. Th- that's, and that's, that's about as good as I can do. I can tell you from, Hey, over the course of five years, this is what it's been. But you know, I don't know if a COVID's going to hit. I don't know if you're going to price a mailer wrong. I don't know if you're going to put somebody else's phone number on accident or somebody else's email. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're scared to call people back. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a tough one to question answer. Cause I'm one of my always go to is like, well, we have the anomaly, the guy that you probably won't be because he's the anomaly who made over a million bucks his first year. Yeah. And then we have the guy who does, did like two or 300 deals where he made 500, a thousand dollars a piece on each one. Yeah. Like it's like, I don't know who you are. I don't know. You may be somewhere in between. You may not do, you may buy the course and never do anything. Yeah. That's the, that's the fun thing. So when, when running your business and I, so, I, so I go back to this guy that's sitting there and we're looking at it and it was funny to me that he, at first it was all about million dollar deals and hundred thousand dollar deals. He wasn't going to touch it. Cause he, and he sold real estate in, in, uh, in the Chicago metropolitan area where he had bought in, um, bank notes from, from on uh, multifamilies when they were going back before 2008. So this guy's been in the real estate game for a while and he would, he would make $150,000 a deal, just refinancing them back out. Like he'd buy the note from the bank, refi back out. Uh, he'd been through a couple other like single family home courses and done like the high training and, and made money doing that. Sold a couple million dollars in like commercial real estate. So he's not new to real estate, but it was the the frame of mind while we're sitting there and we have a couple deals come in. We had one, I think I offered like $29,000 for the property. Guy sends me an email kind of ripping me, but saying, you know, I would be interested if you'd actually give me a real offer. Okay. Let me let me look at your property. I look at it, and the guy's right. His property's worth more than the twenty eight thousand dollars offered him. It's worth way more. So I said, I'm not going to waste your time. Here's my best and final. It's forty five thousand bucks. And while we were sitting there, and the guy was over for like three hours, so that was like hour two. That comes in hour three as he's getting ready to leave. That email. The guy comes back. And he says, Hey man, I appreciate the real offer. Let me look at it. I'll let you know Friday. So now he's like he's he's excited now because he saw the whole transaction happen, and he's he's pumped up and he's like. So what do you think? And we comped it and we, we knew it's worth somewhere between, it's going to sell between 80 and $95,000. I mean, would you give 45 to make 85 or 90? And you ask that question, somebody like, well, yeah, yeah, I would. Well, now it's not, it's not, I need to make a hundred thousand dollars deals. It's shit. I, I don't mind making 30 grand. Mm-hmm. I don't mind making 20 because you can't tell me if you could make 20 grand back off of $10,000 once a week, you wouldn't do it. I mean, I wouldn't because I'm just like you're rich. Sw- I'm swimming in money. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you're yeah, like yeah, Scrooge yeah. McDuck like over there. Twenty grand a week. Screwed. Come on, give me a break. Yeah, that's that's and that's the thing that pisses me off sometimes. It's like 
people want to pretend they're at a certain level, let's just be real with each other. If you can make $20,000 a month doing one deal a month, you would do it all day, every day, and love your life making a quarter million dollars a year. I mean, I'm, I might not do anything else. Yeah. No, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. And so it's so do you spread your risk with certain size deals? That's why I always say I mail anywhere from 7, 10 acres up to up two, 300 acres. Like I mail all that. You know, I know consistently I'm going to get that stuff. My average size deal back is 25 acres. My average cost on a deal is 15,000. My average sale price is about 33, 34,000 after closing costs and everything. So I know what my averages are. Now that that's with me shooting that big net. Did I think what last year with a project one property, we made 110 on it, bought it for 60, sold it for 170. Yeah. And yeah, then that's right. we bought a one for 50 and sold it for a hundred. Those two deals, if project one, if it was one of us alone, those two deals would have carried your whole year. Mm-hmm. You, you'd have made six figures and you would have sat around just laughing about life. Probably would have bought a jet ski when cruised at the lake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or unless you're like sick like us and you're like, well, how many times can we do it? And how many times businesses can we start around it? Like, how much more can we do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, look at what we got going on already. Oh, dude. It's, it's crazy. An, it's an illness. It is an illness. It's fun, though. Yeah. you. So you got to see the dream yesterday. Yeah. What did you, did you tell us about it? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I got called. Actually called to list mm-hmm. a I'm gonna call it like the the, per, the exact example of a bass boat property. Yeah, I, and I'll and I'll because I've seen the property uh, just because we 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 know I know you and you show me what you're looking at. Um, it's like the idea of what everybody dreams when they buy one of our bass boats properties. Yeah, except it's not just the land; it's a cabin, and, it's and a that's sh- what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is like the finished product, yep. right? It's a it's a tiny home. It's got a stock a damned stock tank mm-hmm. it's got shooting lanes it's got a fire pit it's mm-hmm. got views for far as the eye can see mm-hmm. i mean it's just the most beautiful property and i got called to list it from mm-hmm. a friend that we know because it's about an hour and a half from where we live and mm-hmm. went out there and decided we got to have it so, so. <laughs> when you got on the front porch did you think i need to put my rocking chair right here oh absolutely i and, know you did and I, well in fact to the uh, side of the cabin he has a he had a bunch of chairs like uh-huh. um reclining chairs uh-huh. i just grabbed two of them and went and put them on the front porch and just kicked back for about 10 minutes did you oh yeah uh, <laughs> i was like in my head i was like i know that dude just sat up there going where the fuck's my rocket <laughs> <laughs> and then after I, we got tired of sitting there for a minute we took him down to the fire pit we got to check the view from the fire pit so mm-hmm. we took the chair to the fire pit and then there's kind of like carved out hiking trail the, the house is on a it's called a mountain. Yeah. It's a Texas mountain. Yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely in a, they call it a mountain range. And so, uh, there's kind of carved out hiking trails mm-hmm. and, uh, um, some of them like back in the back, like he's, he's found these perfect tree where to like hang a, hang a swing on. And mm-hmm. like, the, it's just a perfect property. Right. And mm-hmm. everywhere you go, you're, we had the Onyx hunt app out. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, this is awesome. This part of the land is awesome. You can still see killer views. The swing is over here. And then we're walking the other sides of it. And man, it's a killer property. Man, I, I don't think he could find a better person to list his property for him <laughs> because you don't have many land guys that like, hey, are real estate agents. You know, that's yeah. it's, it's hard to find that, that good quality there. But now you're already selling us on it. Like we're like, mm-hmm. hey, what do we need to do? And and then the cool thing about this, it's close enough to the DFW area that you can tap into what we've talked about that we wanted to do this year is look at Airbnb. 
and it's and it's the perfect opportunity for somebody to go glamp. They're off grid, yet they have solar power. They have an outhouse to go into, and they have all these little cool little activities, chairs to go sit by the fire pit, and do that. But it it opens another avenue for you to have the perfect property, but you don't pay for it. Yeah, yeah, I forgot to mention that too. It's got a eleven hundred gallon uh, rainwater collection system, mm-hmm. so it's got its own water. It's run off of uh, solar grids off the roof, so it's mm-hmm. runs all solar powered. It's the sweetest. It's, it's the perfect off. Oh, and it's probably half a mile back off the main road, right? Mm-hmm. You have to go through two gates. Uh, the second gate is owned by the property, mm-hmm. but the first gate is a shared with two other people. Mm-hmm. It's just awesome. It's an yeah. awesome property. Yeah, I, I love that. And so while you're out looking at the dream property and thinking about Airbnb, I'm loading up a truck full of furniture for, for Jessica's Airbnb venture and getting that in place and ready to go. And now tapping on the door on people like, hey, when do we get in? When do we get it launched? We, we, we got all this stuff here because I really don't like having a queen-size bed and full furniture in my garage. It's taking up my man space. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would, no, the Mustang sits next to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have a three-car. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of – it's in my BMX area that I had cleaned out to work on the bikes and stuff. So now I've got to – like. Probably got to back the Mustang up to work on bikes if I need to, but mm-hmm. they're all in pretty good running shape. I I got to switch pedals. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of funny because we had shortened the podcast to once a week so that we could take on all these extra things mm-hmm. that we got going on, right? And so you had wanted to, or Jessica, well, you had wanted Jessica to hopefully get into Airbnb, and mm-hmm. I think Airbnb is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's not a something additional I wanted to take on, <laughs> but so what you're saying is you want us to manage it. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, that, I mean, I don't want to be the one that manages it. So maybe because this is, you know, I guess I didn't really say it, but this is the perfect hundred dollar night Airbnb. You could yeah. probably stay booked up all the time. Yeah. No, it's it's. I, I love the idea of it. I I've being the pictures and feeling what you're feeling there. I, I think it's an amazing piece of property, and I think the opportunity there arises. But you know, it it goes back to like you said. We, and, I, and I'll tie it back to what the show topic is. We talk about doing different size deals to cover our risk, increasing the, the nut every month. You know, how much money do you, do you continue to grow? What's your profit at the end of the month for these endeavors? And then you start layering on these pieces like, hey, can could we take a cheap piece of land we bought, have the underbrush cleared, whether it's with the goats or we hire somebody to do it, put just roll a tiny home onto it and then turn that into an Airbnb place. You know, how hard is that to do? Is it something that's feasible? Day one trying to buy land, it's probably not something you want to learn, but as we get into this and you start opening up, there's going to be properties that you just like, man, this is perfect for this. Mm-hmm. Do you now you ask yourself, do I have the money in place and the the resources to make it that, or do I sell it and sell that dream to somebody else? I mean, that's that's all we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was even thinking if if I do Airbnb it, it's 14 acre property. Mm-hmm. There's views all over the place throw up another cabin on the other side of it if it's staying booked out if it stays booked out every day for a month and it stays booked out from february to december hell yeah you throw another (laughs) one up there i mean i i I don't that's that's the that's the good thing about this is you're 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 testing the market and worst case scenario you have a gorgeous property that you go sit on the porch and enjoy views for miles yeah yeah cool anything else no man I, i i love it and um, you know, one of the, well, and I will add into this because we talk about doing deals in different size. And when we talk about the basketball property and the way we teach it in our course and how we talk about picking counties and pricing those counties and what that looks like, you know, we, or what type of market is, 
we want that recreational property. We want that three hours from a major metropolitan area. We want that sub $2,000 market value. And we can go in for a third because we get consistent results with that. That's why we do that. You know, if you go look at, on a, across the country today and look at stuff that's got recreational property that has a market value of under $2,000, I'd be willing to bet there's 225 to 250 counties right now on the market. Prices, land is going up right now. People are taking their wealth and moving it to dirt, but it's it's why we do that, to get that consistency, to reduce the risk and have that varying degree because, A, the, the singles and the doubles, the triples, you know, making a making – 100% on $10,000 or getting that one deal where you're going to pick up and say, hey, here's 100 acres, you're buying for 60 and it sells for 170 two days on a week. Those all happen in that range and that's why we that's why we shop that range. Cool. I think we're good, right? Yeah. Heading to the weekend, have a solid weekend. As always, guys, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, give us a like, follow, subscribe, and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.